Good morning. For this month, we'll be looking at some of the parables Jesus used in his ministry and the key lessons we can learn from them, especially today in these challenging, pernicious, and moral decadent times. We're at the junction where people are confused as to which worldview to hold on to because their previous ones have been obliterated by the ever-shifting culture who champions freedom and freedom of choice. Persons have thrown out doing good altogether and deciding among themselves to do the least evil thing. We're at the junction where in Jamaica, scamming is no longer a practice of the West among a select demographic, but it is now all over and in various corporate entities in different forms. We're at the junction where almost every month we hear of brutal rape and killing of our children. This is one too many. And we hear of despicable acts of violence right across the country. This is very concerning. This cannot be the stage where Jamaica has now reached. And sadly, for many, we are unmoved or indifferent by these outrages. We are also at the junction where Jamaica is slowly moving away from embracing and adhering to the sacred word of God. We are slowly becoming sacrilegious, where it is trendy for persons to accept and popularize the unholy rather than clinging to the holy and embracing the truth. We rather live the lie, hype up the lie, spread the lie, than speaking or living the truth, especially the truth of God. As a country, we have to get back to the word of God because it is truth. It is unchanging. It is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit. It is the word of God that tells men and women of their sins, points them to the solution from sin, which is belief in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and repentance from their sins. And it is the word of God that penetrates and judges us today while communicating to us clearly what God would have us do. What would God have us do amidst all that is happening today? In trying to answer this question, let us turn to the parable found in Luke 16, 19-31, The Rich Man and Lazarus. I'll read a few verses. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and feared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. This is the word of the Lord. A parable is usually a short story or sometimes a statement that is used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. Those who grew up in Sunday school can appreciate this meaning, that a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Jesus often employs this method of teaching to bring across his message. His use of parables had a twofold purpose, to reveal the truth to those who wanted to know it, and to conceal the truth from those who were indifferent. This fulfilled the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. On this occasion, his primary hearers were the Pharisees, to whom he gave a series of parables from Luke 15 to 16, and the one prior to this was addressing money, where Jesus told them, You cannot serve God and money. They ridiculed him when they heard this because they were lovers of money. Then Jesus gave this parable a focus. We are reflecting on this parable with the aim of learning valuable lessons from it and at the same time getting to the core message as we try to see what the Lord will have us do. In this parable, there are two men, 
Lazarus and the rich man. Lazarus is named and the rich man is not. This rich man was living it up, living in luxury. For example, inflation, increased in gas prices or electricity or the cares of this world was not his problem. He embodied the phrase, eat, drink and be merry. On the other hand, Lazarus was abjectly poor. He was covered in sores and the shocker in this parable is that he was yearning to eat the garbage of the rich man. The imagery being painted is that both Lazarus and the dogs would often hang out at the garbage bin and he would beat the dogs to the scraps so the dogs licked his sores. The rich man in his comfort and his luxury was consciously ignoring Lazarus who sat at his gate in abject poverty and misery where the only solace he got was when he ate garbage or when the dogs licked his sores. Both men died. We cannot, we can imagine the type of funeral the rich man got as opposed to the poor man. Lazarus died and was carried off to Abraham's bosom. The rich man died and was buried. But he went to hell where he was tormented. Where do we find ourselves in this parable? Are we like the rich man living in luxury or comfort while our neighbors who live next door or who may pass at our gates or attend our churches who are suffering and we consciously ignore them? Like the rich man, are we too caught up with our own living that we do not help or seem to care about others in their times of need? Where is our mercy, our compassion and our justice? Are we like the poor man who struggled from day to day, longing and desiring for something good? Are we like the poor man whose name means God is my helper and who no doubt would have been calling out to God daily for help? You see, when we know God, God will honor us. Now, for the poor man to be in Abraham's bosom meant that he was knowing paradise and more so seated with Abraham at the banquet. Here he is comforted experiencing the very things he longed for before death. This is a glimpse of the eternity every believer in Jesus Christ will experience. The rich man is in hell, being tormented and in anguish. He begged Abraham to send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water to cool his tongue. What agony, what torment, what anguish. To this, Abraham said, no. We on this side cannot come over to you and vice versa. While the poor man was experiencing glory, the rich man could only glimpse glory, a far greater glory than which he had. Then the rich man made his second request for Abraham to send Lazarus to his five brothers to warn them of hell so that they too do not end up there. To this, Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. He argued, if someone comes from the dead, they will hear and repent. But Abraham retorted, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. What lessons can we learn from this parable? 1. God has not forgotten about you. He is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He sees all, hears all, knows all, and is ready to help. 2. We should not ignore our relationship with God while pursuing riches and wealth. 3. Use all your abilities, your energies and wealth to honor God by helping the least of people among us. At the same time, do not consciously neglect those who we can help. 4. God does not look at your physical or financial state of affairs. 
he looks at the heart that has genuine faith in him. And five, our eternal destiny is sealed by a decision we make in life and cannot be reversed after death. For the rich man, he trusted in his riches. For the poor man, like Job, he must have looked to God as his redeemer. What is your choice today? Will you choose Jesus Christ and freedom from sin? Joshua 24, 15. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Acts 16, 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. The core message from this parable is not that if you are rich, you are condemned, or if you are in poverty, you are saved or justified. The message is believe in the word of God. The word of God points us to Jesus Christ, whom was crucified and now resurrected from the dead. The word has always been the same and will never change. Jesus, this, the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by him. The rich man, after hearing that the word of God is sufficient enough to warn his brothers about the right choice to make, heaven or hell, eternity in glory, or eternity in torment, he said, no, he rather another way. The reality is that, like the rich man, there are many today who do not want to hear the word of God or hear the message of the gospel. Many are searching for different means to get to heaven or God. They want the blessing, not the blesser. But the only way we can start living in love is when we truly believe in the word of God and live by it. What would the Lord have us do? Believe in his word, live by it, and believe in his son and obey him.